Hello, welcome to the History Half Hour with Ryan and Jamie. I'm Ryan. And I'm Jamie. And today on the show, for the first time ever, we have a guest. Please welcome the wonderful Lizzie Riley. Woo! Woo! Yeah, basically, yeah. She's here. I'm going to go now. Um, <laughs> do, you want to say, do you want to say hello? <laughs> yeah, that's all we wanted her for. She wanted just to have a guest and then we're going to talk yeah. about something else. No. Uh, well, thank you for coming, Lizzie. Welcome. This is, we have a guest, which is exciting, because we were talking about it before. Friends. Friends. We have friends. friends. History friends. <laughs> Jamie has friends. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so uh, welcome. Welcome to you. Right, now, as always, let's... Get on with the show, because we've done that bit now. We've introduced her. We don't need to carry on. On this day, we're recording this on the 17th of April, and on this day, former Premier of the former Soviet Union, Nikita Khrushchev, was born in 1894. Interestingly, wow. he died on uh, 9-11, but in 1971. So yes. 30 years apart, but he did die on 9-11. Oh, yes, Conspiracy. Crazy that. <laughs> and on this day, in 1970, the Apollo 13 command module um, entered the Earth's atmosphere and splashed down. And which obviously was a, a good, a yeah, very good they moment. Survived. Yes, they're not. Because it was an oxygen tank explosion threatened their lives, but they managed to survive. They did. Good on them. Yeah. yeah. And on this day in 1961, Cuban leader Fidel Castro fought against the Bay of Pigs invasion. Um, this was led by recent Cuban exiles and was funded by the US government during the Cold War. You yeah. like the Cold War. I do. Well, do. It's really fascinating, that's why. We'll probably talk about the Bay of we'll Pigs probably talk about, we'll probably talk about everything, because it's just a really, really yes. interesting time of history. On this day in 1194, not the oldest we've had because we had Cleopatra, but quite old, yeah. you know. Ooh. I don't remember it, so it must be quite old. <laughs> um, Richard I, or better known as Richard the Lionheart, was crowned King of England for the second time. Well done him. He's the oh. good guy in Robin Hood, other than Robin Hood. <laughs> <laughs> That's really sweet of him. And on this day in 1521, Martin Luther appeared before the Diet of Worms what to defend his ideas on Diet the church reform. What a name. Yeah. He has to go to talk to the Diet of Worms about In Germany. Yeah, well, he was German. Are they German so. worms? <laughs> Presumably. German worms. <laughs> good, just checking. And on this day in 2015, Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 was released. The we greatest film... To grace our screen. <laughs> we could have guessed the most important moment in history. Yes, it is. We left it till last for that specific exactly. reason. It's such an amazing day just because of that. And you Just know, because of that. And we've got to celebrate we celebrate it. Saturday. This, well, it's only Saturday this year. The 17th, <laughs> the 17th of April, the 17th of April. every year. <laughs> by going around on those, on what the, are they called? Like the little... Oh, uh, segways. Segways. <laughs> go around on segways. Oh, I wish. That would be fun. With mustaches. Yes. Thank you, Kevin James. Anyway, um, <laughs> so that's the, that's that bit done. We'll move on now yes. to the main bit. Now, this time, because we have a guest, we have a guest for a reason. Not, I mean, mainly just because we're. Uh, um, you must be a bit bo bored of hearing just our voices. Yes, I am. Um, <laughs> you are. I'm glad you're a listener of the show. Thank you very much. <laughs> One of your three uh, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's funny because it's true. Hi, Ryan's um, mom. It's not, though. <laughs> no, it's not. We have we're 17 doing, We're doing years. all right, yeah. Woo! Yeah. Viewers. Yeah. yeah. Sit behind your window. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah. Just Think how many listeners we yeah. have. If we start charging them, we're making a fortune. <laughs> anyway, um, so thank you so much for coming. You actually have something to talk to us about yes. that we don't know that much about. No. What, are you, what are you on about today, Lizzie? I'm going to talk about the deaf children of Nicaragua. Oh, I really like happy topic. Yeah. yeah. Another one. We keep rolling out the hits with the really fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. you know, with the five people mercilessly dying yesterday. Not yesterday, last time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it wasn't yesterday. It was a week ago. yesterday. <laughs> I killed them. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so, uh, we've had that. And we've had death and death and death. So we're going to have to talk about deaf kids. 
Hey, you see what I did there? Yeah. yeah. It's almost a homophobe. I'd say four out of ten for that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what this show's rated. Um, now, please tell us about some deaf children. <laughs> okay, so um, in I'll give you a bit of context. Please do a little bit of fancy context. So in 1979, the Somoza family was overthrown. Now they were a dictatorship in Nicaragua, and their kind of dictatoriness yeah. lasted for 43 years. But Fun fact, they were only legally in control of the country for 30 years, but they were very much like the power behind the throne, even though it was a right. president. Um, and this family was absolutely minted. They had so much money. They had about $533 million. Oh, I thought this was 533. I was like, I have more than that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they're on about. And this equated to um, either half the debt that Nicaragua owed, you know, when countries owed debt, which doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense to me because, like, oh, you can print more though. money. Um, <laughs> yes, that's definitely that's a the great answer. idea. Yes, talk to Zimbabwe about that. They're doing great. Something's <laughs> 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 failing. Just reward, just reward. <laughs> oh. I've got a printer in my house. Because <laughs> uh, that's not Bit illegal. Ink. <laughs> if you finance the ink, we're good to go. Um, but, yeah, this amount of money also equated to 33% of the GDP Wow. of that country that's a big number isn't it, it? Yeah. Is absolutely massive number and yeah basically they were overthrown by the sandinista national liberation front um they kind of led the revolution and went wah and wow. yeah that must be a place to watch the wah the was... wah yeah they just jumped into their <laughs> room and went wah we're gonna overthrow you <laughs> uh, and, oh, that's what no. all those revolutionaries were missing like the bay of pigs Every they would have won if they went wah <laughs> exactly that's what you know what? I think I should be a military leader. That'd be great. <laughs> the SNLF um, began a literary crusade, as they called it, which is which was a program to promote fluency and literacy in Spanish throughout Nicaragua. Um, and before this, a lot of deaf children they didn't have any support. They basically only had what they called home signs, which is kind of little things that they use to communicate communicate at home. Right. For example, like I want food. I don't like right. that. And it was only known within their household. In Nicaragua, they, in order to get rid of a bunch of deaf people, which is horrible, to kind of limit the amount of deaf people in the country, what they do is that if they, if a child had two deaf parents, they'd remove the deaf child from the parents and kind of put them with a hearing family. Oh, right. They did this under the dictatorship. dictatorship. This is what, this isn't what the, the good thing is. No, That's this, the, this bad the bad thing. thing. That's what they used to do. Yeah, so they kind of, it's kind of for that eugenics movement. But uh, they what did that. One of the less popular movements <laughs> in the 20th century, the eugenics movement. Yeah, especially in the know. 80s. There was no good protest songs about that, was there? No. Do you know what I mean? What? What is, is it, it good, good for? for? Eugenics! Eugen- <laughs> <laughs> oh, That'd be a great no. t-shirt. Again, once again, we're not pro-eugenics. <laughs> no. We think it's okay for people everything. to have... Well, it's very hard to pick up on sarcasm through just audio alone. Yeah. You need visual cues. So, yeah, um, to be fair, we're not very death-friendly, are we? <laughs> we're not. That's true. We've yeah. got to write out this Death afterwards. people can't complain because they won't be able to hear it. Exactly. <laughs> it's just true. Uh, I could sign it. Oh, wait, no, they can't no, see No, they can't us. see they you. Can you can sign for us, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, for those who can't see, which is all of you, she stuck her middle finger up at me. We're never having her back. She's very rude. Mm. I know. I'm exactly what this podcast needs. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, Lizzie, our first and last guest. <laughs> we're not doing this again. No, we're not doing the podcast again. It's over. Uh, anyway. You wish. <laughs> I'm going to be forced to listen to it forever. <laughs> um, so, in order to kind of include uh, deaf children in society more, 
um, the SNLF created Melania Morales Special Education Centre in Managua's Barrio San Judas. Of course, named after Melania Trump, the yes. former first lady, obviously. And Judas. <laughs> and Judas. And Judas. All the best people and, in the history. And Miles Morales. <laughs> and Miles Morales. So all, all the best, best figures in history. <laughs> I like Work together. He's fun. Oh my god! Oh. Such a good film that. It was, wasn't it? It was great. There's film. another one coming out. Is there? Which is not history. That's future. So let's get oh, back, no! to, back <laughs> to the history. And and this is basically the first school specifically for deaf children. And this was the first time that deaf people in Nicaragua were brought together in very large numbers. There were four hundred, around four hundred children in those schools, um, in that school, and they were aged between four to sixteen, and. The main problem that they came across was that no one knew how to communicate with the children yeah. because they only had the home signs. Right. Um, there was a massive problem. So they tried to teach them lip reading. The teachers tried to aid with that and they got East German language professors to help with them Ooh. because they're very fancy and very... They were very much... These teachers were very much in support of oralism, which is kind of speaking to them and teaching them lectura de labios, which oh. is lip Lovely. reading. From what I can gather, with no Spanish knowledge or whatever, that was a lovely pronunciation. Thank you. Yeah. I might can be also completely wrong. Might be wrong. <laughs> I can also I say the no word idea. sandwich. You ready? Yeah. Bocadillo. Oh, that was nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. You'll be our Spanish uh, correspondent. correspondent exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Woo, that A-level's really paying off now. <laughs> um, but yeah, they tried to teach them um, oralism, so to try and lip read. and Because some children, they weren't fully deaf, but they were you know legally deaf as yeah. well. They couldn't specifically hear the certain words um and they tried to teach them to read as well which is which is really difficult for them because they couldn't because they first of all couldn't communicate what these words were but they couldn't pronounce them they couldn't sound it so it was quite difficult and yeah it just didn't work all these children were really struggling the teachers were really struggling to communicate with them in the lessons it wasn't working please tell me there's a but However, oh, there's a however even better, even better. better. (laughs) On the playground, all these children communicated when they played, when they did whatever, blah blah blah, and they communicated through their own sign language. Uh They created their own sign language. That's clever. This is called uh, manualism because they use the hands. Um, obviously, they don't mm-hmm. use, I don't know, a bike called a manual. <laughs> <laughs> they are Nicaragua. Manuel, come here and uh, please talk to these deaf children. <laughs> How can you talk to me? I don't know, I'm still deaf. <laughs> come here and talk to these people. Yep, manual's a magic man. <laughs> um, anyway, so they created their own sign language and this sign language was used by all the students of the school, but it developed at such a fast rate that the teachers were like, what? <laughs> they they just didn't understand what they were doing. They couldn't rely on their guesswork anymore. I guarantee they were like swearing the whole time. Yeah, literally. <laughs> just just like, like, oh, Mrs. Rogers sucks. <laughs> I hate her. That's a really bad swear word there. <laughs> Mrs. Well, Rogers this sucks. is. I don't want to go too rude on this. Yes. I mean, Mrs. I don't Rogers know. I don't a know. stinky bum bum. <laughs> I don't know the level of swearing, if I'm honest with you. I wasn't there. No. I wasn't in Nicaragua <laughs> in the 1980s. In 1980. 1980. And then it kind of developed to some years later. Because so it's the 1980s. So I was 1980. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks for correcting me on something that didn't need correcting. It's my job. Um, and yes, because there was kind of like a little bit of a panic within the school and everyone's like, oh my God, we don't know what to do. The Ministry of Education got Dr. Judy Shepard Kegel, um, who's a professor of linguistics at the University of Southern Maine. 
Southern Maine. Yes. Not Northern uh, Maine. Not, no. We hate Northern Maine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate Northern Maine. I've never been to Maine. Oh, I've never been to America, so I've All I know about Maine is that that's where it's set. As in, is it's it? the Stephen yeah. King novel. And it's the movies. Stephen King novel. So. <laughs> We've got to put a disclaimer at the start of this. It's just we like, don't hate anyone. Yeah. All of Lizzie's Apart views from Katie Hopkins. <laughs> she just, all what she says is not supported by us in any way. No. Um, but anyway... So, yes. Southern Maine. She Southern was Maine. She linguistic, which is really useful. Because yes. if she was a professor of, um, you know, octopus. Sandwiches. Octopi. Sandwiches. <laughs> or, in Spanish. Bocadillo. Lovely. <laughs> um, wouldn't be that useful to them. No. Yeah. It would still be quite good, because, you know. You it would be. Sandwiches. Lunch. Sandwiches made at a professional academic level. Yeah, like a toasty. You can't speak from but we have sandwiches. We don't need to speak. We've got sandwiches. Exactly. Calzone's like a sandwich, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I suppose so. Good. I was just checking. Um, but yeah. So interestingly, um, why they actually tried to make the children they lip read and whatever was mm. it was epitomised by the eugenics movement uh, in the United States. Ah. Now, back to eugenics again. Um, this is why I know time, what the word like means. <laughs> proper eugenics. Yeah. yeah. You know. Woohoo! And um, <laughs> but, <laughs> and this was kind of. Um, specifically with deaf people, they tried to encourage lip reading and hearing to kind of, I guess, include them in society more instead of, I don't know, making sign language more mainstream. As yeah. But this movement was actually supported by Alexander Graham Bell. Oh. The inventor of the telefono. Telefono, yeah, yeah. No, Spanish? Yeah. Um, <laughs> acknowledge it, please. <laughs> it, was, it was lovely. Lovely. Alexander Graham Bell invented the telephone. I've always thought the telephone's funny because um, telephone's completely useless until another one's made, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, look, I've made the telephone. Look, I can call someone. Good on for what? you, Alexander. On the, on the telephone. Well, I can't hear anyone. Yeah, this is the only one in existence. <laughs> but when there's another one, oh my God, it'd be amazing. And also, even then, it's like, who are you calling? The other person in the world who has a television. Look, he's over there. There's only one person I can call. Yeah, I'll give you a ring. What's your phone number? Seven. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, didn't when they used to... Because the proper way to respond to a telephone is, Ahoy hoy. He he wanted them to say ahoy hoy. He wanted everyone to say ahoy hoy. But they were hello. Like that. Um, Yeah. Do you know who invented the word hello? I did. Boasted. You did? Yeah. Wow. Wow. You Thomas Edison? (laughs) Yes. You're an evil person. You know that. Shh. You're like that was you in the past. Steal so that was when I supported eugenics and, and hit her. Jenny Thomas Edison was the first person that we know of to, to use the word hello. Really? One of the only things he actually invented. Yeah, he didn't invent ma- most things. He claims to invented. He yeah. apparently invented something, didn't he? Was it the light bulb? Uh, he claims to, but yeah, he didn't. He didn't. Uh, <laughs> same with the phonograph and all nope. the other stuff. Yes, that. <laughs> Produces music. It does. That's what it does. <laughs> I had to research that for my Spanish lesson. Ah, well. I don't know why. They were just like research music forms, and I'm like, what? Well, we phonographs are useful. For and then there's Spanish. gramophones. Gramophone, yeah, 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 yeah. And then record players. Yeah, and yeah, then tape there. decks. Yes. Oh, I missed them. And then someone screaming in your they face. They would use them in the 1980s, <laughs> wouldn't they? <laughs> just, that's not all music. Just ah, the live screen. It's you know, uh, it works. It does. Um, whether it's, it's a melody or not, it's memorable. That's it's the thing. Exactly. Isn't it? So if you ever want to invest in some sort of new music thing, Pay ask Lizzie me to scream, to scream in your face. <laughs> that's what you should do. Um, anyway, back, let's take your minds back to the 1980s. Back to the, the 1980s with the hair. Because we don't have hair anymore. <laughs> <laughs> We're all bald. Yeah. 
Thanks, Jeff Bezos. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we all wanted to be like him. Um, but anywho, um, so uh, Dr. Judy, she arrived in 1986 after being asked by the Ministry of Education to help. And because they literally just wanted to understand what the hell they were talking about, why they were talking like they were. And what's so interesting about this is because they got her, we were able, well, I say we, people were able to... Were you there? (laughs) Surprise, my name's Judy. Um, That would be the best twist of this podcast. (laughs) And she was me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it is the first language that we've been able to document from its birth. All the way until now, the only language oh, ever. Oh, that's fa- that is really that speaking, is really cool. yeah, or otherwise. It's so amazing. That's awesome. Because we learn about this in English, and it's super good. And then I research it in Spanish, and then research it more for you guys. Oh my god, thank you so much. You're that's welcome. For, you know, giving us because we don't research. No, so like you did. It's all <laughs> from your head. <laughs> yeah, we're just making up. We're like, uh, yeah, there, it was in a, a thing a year that was you know. And Tasker isn't even put, even put real. an eighteen. <laughs> 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 oh, Jamie's not a flat earther, I think. <laughs> <laughs> He's just looking. Mm. He has no comment. Yes. Yeah, so um, Judy was very interested in this and she found out that each child had their own unique way of forming sentences. They all followed the same sort of structure, which was um, actually, where is it, object subject verb instead of subject verb verb object oh right so for example if you wanted to say the butterfly flew to the flower they'd sign it flower butterfly flew it's oh, really okay. interesting no, the no, way no, that no. They... how language develops is yeah, yeah isn't it? it's so interesting it's like what i want to go into kind of like the linguistics sort of stuff yeah. If You're really good at using out. language. Yeah, linguistic stuff. stuff. <laughs> Listen, if Charles... You're starting out. You're starting. Not Charles Darwin, Charles Dickens. Charles Dickens, yeah. He can create words and Roald Dahl can create words. Yeah. And that Shakespeare bloke, he can create that words. One. I can create words too, like thing long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't want to know what that yeah. refers to. It refers... <laughs> no, please don't. <laughs> To a thing. No. <laughs> that is very long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. There was a child called Mayela who was very confident in her usage of the language. And that's because she relied... She realised she used her facial expressions very, you know, a lot. Very, very a lot. <laughs> she used her facial expressions a lot. Yeah, and she was not necessarily reliant on them, but she used them as a really good tool for her, I guess, storytelling. Yeah. And she used rhythm as well in her signing. And this kind of helped Judy pinpoint, oh, this girl kind of knows what she's talking about. This in- is my favourite. Yeah. <laughs> Bring her to me. <laughs> Bring her back to South Main. <laughs> South Main, not North Main. Um, if you've gone to North Main, you've gone too far. <laughs> but they, but she knew that, uh, Mayella knew that she would be understood by the other people speaking the right. language. And Speaking. Well, signing the language, <laughs> if you're going to be specific. Um, and to help understand the language and the language use and how it works, blah, 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 um, Judy did an experiment. And not like a science, you know, poke it with a stick experiment. Um, but <laughs> science. You know those experiments. Science! Stab, stab, stab. Science! Sometimes we... set fire to things. <laughs> Can we just go around the forest and go, science! Stab. Just jab things with a stick. 
Listen, if we were from the Stone Ages, we'd be the leading scientists. <laughs> that's actually that's a good point, yeah. yeah so uh, she made a group of the deaf people watch a little cartoon about one and a half minutes long and had no speaking. And she made them watch it individually and they were all of different ages. Right. So aging from like 16 to 4 um, to get you know, a wide spectrum. They are all the ages, you're right. Yeah, yeah 16 to 4. <laughs> yeah, at the school. And um, so, and once they'd watched it, she got them to sit in front of a camera and describe what happened in the little cartoon and they had to sign it. And what she found out was it wasn't the older children who were more, you know, who understood the language more and used it more freely. It was actually the younger children and it's to do with like the brain plasticity because as you get older, you kind of lose your neck. You become more yeah, stubborn. it does. Sort get, of your brain kind of becomes more stubborn. It does get harder to learn languages the older you get. It's like yeah, if your brain true. is play doh and you leave it out, it dries up and it becomes harder. You to don't mold. leave your brain out. That's no. a bad idea. But play doh, that's also a bad idea. Don't leave play doh out. Yeah, exactly. Just, just keep things that are smushy, like in the places where they're supposed to be. Like blamange. That's like very blamange. smushy. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't think that one goes solid if you leave it out. <laughs> Let's try. <laughs> Science. Science. Stab, stab. That's what you're going to take away from this podcast. And, yeah. So when it came to the structure of the language itself, the sentences and phrases, as it were, went object, subject, verb. So, for example, if you say a man was going to hit, a man was walking and got hit by a car, you'd say man, car, walking, hit. And you... Dead. (laughs) That's the final step. Um... And you just wanted to say, you know, just saying, man was walking, got hit by a truck, yeah. uh, and a flamethrower <laughs> dropped on his head and burned him alive. You know, just like, just normal sentences that you say every day. And then he ate a bocadillo. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Um, and when using language, um, Dr. Judy, she discovered that space and dimension was actually very important in the storytelling. So, for example, with spatial verbs, um, like walking in circles, you have to to speak the language, as it were, you um, have to move your hands around into a circle, in a oh, circle, right. and or if the verb isn't spatial and it's just you know kind of stoic, you don't move like waiting. Right. You wouldn't have to use the space around you. You wouldn't have to follow things with your eyes, and the eye gaze is very important. It's called smooth pursuit, and it shows the focus of the sentence. So if we're going to go back to the man being hit by a car, right. Um, because you're, you only have two hands normally. Um, <laughs> some people have more. <laughs> That's true. Um, and you know, you can't sign everything at once. So your eye gaze would show where the focus of the sentence is. If you're going to have to change, you know, your hand from acting as the noun to the verb. Very Ooh. intricate. That's really fascinating. Yeah. yeah. It's quite different to like British sign language from what I know, you know, you move yeah. up and down, but you're not like, you know. Circles. It's not a whole dance routine. Mm. Fourth dimension sign language. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Um, and because the language, the sign language was invented before written language um, for that you know, specific... Particular brand of sign language, yeah. Language, yeah. yeah. Um, they created sign writing, which is literally symbols of what they've been doing but written down on paper. So it's oh, like hieroglyphics kind of thing. Yeah, almost. And well, not it's, they actually showed. So for example, the action of waiting is having two fists and just bringing them down. They'd show that they draw someone with two fists and bring them down. They'd literally oh. show what they'd actually be 
performing. So it made more sense than hieroglyphics. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, for the eye gaze, they'd have a circle for the head and their eyes would be arrows and it'd be pointing at the direction. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's super interesting because they had to create that via what they'd seen children do. Wow. And the development of the language has been a little bit iffy for some people because um, some people believe that the contamination of languages with more dominant, you know, languages... So, for example, in this case, if you had the, you know, the Nicaraguan sign language and you'd have American sign language, which is far mm-hmm. more dominant and used globally. More popular, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, they believe that it marginalises the users of, the traditional users of oh, the language yeah. because they wouldn't be able to communicate. Sort of subjugated, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And that would make them more isolated, which obviously doesn't help anyone. No, not really. Um, but also others believe that they take that when you introduce a new language, um, be it sign language or spoken, they take aspects of that language and create a localised version that doesn't isolate. So you can literally see this with basic things. So, for example, English. You know, yeah. we've taken things from other languages and it's still localised, but it's more... It's taken things and it's still... So it becomes more easy to understand globally. Yeah. That's really, really interesting. So this is kind of seen with the Costa Rican sign language, the new one. There's the old one, which is very traditional... But the new one includes 60% of American Sign Language signs. Ah. Yes. Fun facts from Lizzie. So the kind of incorporation of other languages mm. to make it more global. And yeah. More, yeah. Some that people really think cool. it isolates them. Some people think that you should keep the language as it is in yeah. its pure form. But I don't think you can do that at all. Well, language every language keeps changing, doesn't it? Yeah, every language is an amalgamation of other languages. It's English especially. But even yeah. with Spanish, you know, you have like... During the Arab invasion, which we could talk about on another episode if you want me back. Um, I've got a PowerPoint and everything on the laptop. <laughs> but they can't really see that, can they, Lizzie? Not very No, helpful. I can describe it. It's really pretty colour scheme. <laughs> I'm, I'm certain it is. So on this slide, there's some pink. <laughs> it's all pastel. It's very nice. Neutral tones. In 90, So 1995, um, Judy and her husband James, who's also a linguist, they set up the Nicaraguan Sign Language Programme as a non-profit organisation to help raise money to train deaf Nicaraguans to teach the sign language to deaf children throughout the country because at that time it was basically only that school and they wanted to make it basically so all children in that country would be able to communicate, or deaf children anyway, or deaf people, really. Um, All the illiterates, though. Yeah. About them. <laughs> yeah. You have the ability. You just didn't, you didn't apply yourself. <laughs> Try harder next time. Oh, that's the that's a government policy right there. Really? Why are you, you going to do about literacy? Try harder. Yeah. <laughs> you are not putting the effort in. Indeedy. Um, <laughs> and the NSLP um, worked with Nicaraguan National Association of the Deaf and the Bluefields chapter of Los Pipitos to create sign language immersion immersion clinics in Bluefields. And this kind of, again, was in the kind of effort to make it more mainstream, make more people aware of it so they could communicate. And over 10 years, this actually became a full school. You know, so children would go there, a little bit like the uh, Melania Morales one. And it was called La Escuelta de Bluefields. The Bluefields. Which means Little School of Bluefields. Oh, that's nice. That's sweet. Very cute, very sweet. Um, And this situation, this period in history, this event, um, is in big support of a linguist called Noam Chomsky. 
Um, he was born the 7th of December 1928 and he is the leading theorist with the innateness theory and he believes that everyone has this inbuilt ability to speak language due to an LAD or language acquisition device in the brain and this supports it because of the universal grammar theory that he proposed which is the fact that even without being taught babies are able to differentiate like function and content words and nouns and verbs and you know word order even without being directly taught it and the fact that a language was able to be developed in such a quick time and by such young people as well supports his theory and yeah he's a great guy would recommend reading up on him yeah He's 92 and he's not dead yet. He's not, wow. Yeah, that's impressive. We, we very rarely talk about people who aren't dead yet. I yeah. know. No, no one in this is dead. I that's hope. really cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, thank you very much. That Judas was... is dead. Judas is, Judas is dead. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for coming on the show yeah, and talking to us about this. This has been fascinating. Yes. I've no, I'm nothing about I'm this. Nothing, absolutely nothing about this. Um, so, you know, because there's so much history and uh, we're only... 16, uh, 17. 17, we're all 17 we're now. We're all 17, look at wow. that. We're big women. Yes, because remember, if you were listening, Lizzie had a birthday a couple of weeks ago. Yes. <laughs> Two weeks ago today. We mentioned it on this very podcast. Because I told you to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, because we wanted to. Yeah. Because we like you. And Jamie forgot. Um, <laughs> Which was funny. So, uh, <laughs> so thank like you it. thank you so much for coming on. Uh, and Well, that was the Deaf Children Nick Arrival. Well, we'll leave you with this. One ancient Athenian said to the other, I'm thinking of a musical instrument. The other responded, liar. No, really, I am thinking of a musical instrument, said the Athenian. (laughs) (laughs) Funny. Have you just mentioned it was my birthday recently? And for my birthday, I actually received a Blur alarm clock. I'm a big fan of the band. And I use it every day, except on Wednesdays when I got rudely awakened by the dustman. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, popular children's author Enid Blyton like to play tennis in the nude, which begs the question, where did she keep her balls? <laughs> thank you so much for listening. A big thank you for Lizzie coming on the show. Thank you so much. Well, well, thank you for listening. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you, Lizzie. Thank you, Ryan. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, no one thanked you, Ryan. No one th- it's fine. I, I do this out of the kindness of my heart. This is a public service that no one asked for and no one wants. <laughs> right. Well, see you next time. Goodbye. Au Goodbye. Au